I walked in the room and I saw all these people. I saw men, women. I saw women who were younger than me, prettier than me, smarter than me, uh, kinder than me, more motherly than me, older than me, just better, you know, better than me in all these different ways. And that helped me to see, I, I, I was, you know, I was looking at them going, who would divorce them? I admit that was my first thought. Now, I realize there are lots of different reasons why people get divorced. It's just my first thought was if somebody is divorcing that person, I felt a little better about him leaving me. Welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a guiding light for women facing the paralyzing challenges of an unwanted separation. If you're feeling frozen by the weight of heartbreak or the uncertainty of a crumbling relationship, you're not alone. I'm Josie, your host and a separation survival specialist because I've been where you are, overwhelmed, emotionally stuck, and unsure of what lies ahead. But here's the truth. Healing and empowerment are within your reach. Together, we'll shatter the chains of paralysis, embrace this journey, and pave the way to your new future. So it's time to step forward, find your strength, and rewrite your story. Because the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Now, before we start today's episode, please consider taking a moment to click that subscribe button. And with that, here we go. Hello, and a warm welcome to today's chapter checkup session, where we will be hearing from another courageous woman as she shares her transformative journey from devastated to divorced. And we'll be using the five chapters of my program as the guide. If you're curious about these chapters and how they align with your personal journey, don't forget to visit heavypagespodcast.com for your free chapter checklist. And with that, here's today's interview. All right, we're back again with another chapter checkup, and today we have Jane. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome. And let's see, you have listened to our The Devastated to Divorced Guide and all of the five chapters. Yes, yes, I have. Excellent. And so you were willing to come on here and share with us about about the process and how you felt you connected with some of those chapters. Yes, I think, um, you know, it's really helpful to uh, be able to uh, share this information with people. Uh, It's helpful for people who are going through this to know that they're not alone and that they don't have to stay at that devastation level. Right. That is great. And so tell us a little bit about you and your husband, ex-husband. Are you officially divorced? I am officially divorced. Um, It'll be four years uh, in May that I've been officially divorced. Yes. Uh, Let me start with how you met. Okay. So... um, well, we actually, uh, we met because I was involved in um, community theater, and um, he happened to know one of the other cast members, and he came to his show and saw me there, and then um, after that, he, uh, you know, came and met me 
afterwards, and we started going out soon after that. Okay. And you, yeah. how long did you date before you got married? Oh, um, let's see. We dated for two or three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we dated for a while before we um, got engaged, and we were engaged for about a year. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then how long were you married? I think it's been 12 years, or it was 12 years that we were married. Okay. That's also a nice long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny how uh, when I, I remember when I was first separated and how um, I was counting the hours, you know, it's been this many hours since that happened. It's been this many days. It's been, you know, and I knew everything exactly to the minute. And wow. now I never dreamed I would get to a point where I'd be going, wait, has it been three years or four years? Or uh, So, um, yeah, that's when you're it. in the thick of it. When you're in the thick of it, it's hard to believe that that's even possible. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so... Tell me about how the separation happened. Whose uh, whose decision was it? So um, it was his decision. Um, at the time, I didn't see any signs that it was going that way. Um, it felt to me like it came right out of the blue. Apparently to him, it wasn't out of the blue. Um, but that's what it felt like to me. I... I did not see it coming. It was just, um, the way I remember it was, it was just an average day. I remember exactly what we were doing, what we said to each other. It was just one of those mundane conversations, sort of. Um, and he just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. And I went, do what? (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. So, um, I, I've since learned there's um, there's a psychologist who um, she calls it the runaway husband okay. uh, syndrome. She was a psycholo- uh, She was a marriage counselor for years and years, and she talked about how um, and I can her name escapes me, but um, she has a book called The Runaway Husband. So she basically came home from being on the road at one point, you know, it was something she'd been doing for years. And she says something like she asked him if he wanted chicken or fish for dinner. And he said, I don't want to be married anymore. Oh, my goodness. And she went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she went, uh, so chicken or fish like (laughs) right (laughs) so um I could really relate with that that was kind of your right that was your scenario okay well yes let's mention let's then let's talk about um chapter one which is blissfully unaware or subconsciously aware so it sounds like you were in the blissfully unaware um part because for you things were fine normal no real problems right Yes. Um, yeah, uh, things were fine. Um, the way I understood it at the time was that that's how marriage was and things were normal and that he was happy. Okay. So then he springs it on you. He wants things to be done. 
what yes. do you do? What do you say? What happens next for you? Uh, oh, I went into a complete tailspin um, because I was one of those people who, um, I have to admit this, this was, looking back, I regret this, but I was one of those people who was pretty sure I knew how things should go, how my life should go, how everybody else's life should go, because my life was going so great. Right. <laughs> so I knew what to tell other people. That was that was very prideful of me. Um, so when that happened, I just, it, nothing made sense. Up was down, left was right, I, nothing I, I felt like I couldn't count on anything, right. including my own mind. Wow. You know, right. It, yeah. Because yeah. I thought I was happy and I thought he was happy. So, yeah. So um, you lived very deeply in chapter two, which is blindsided and devastated. Yes. Most definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you have children? No. Okay. All right. That honestly is helpful <laughs> um, through the whole process. Yes. If, through this process, yes, yeah. it definitely is. Right. So, okay. Um, let's see. And then while you were in that phase or chapter, devastated, uh, blindsided and devastated, what kind of things happened? Did you, in denial, were you trying to, no, this can't be, it's just a phase, he's going to change his mind? Or did you do everything that you could to please him, to make him see that he was wrong? Did you better yourself for things that you didn't really feel you really needed to better, but to say, look, I'm changing? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> check, 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 check. Yes. Because um, I felt like I didn't know... Uh, I didn't know what I needed to be doing differently. That's the way it felt. I, I kept asking, you know, so why are you doing this? What's, you know, what did I do? What's, what caused this? And um, uh, he, you know, he would say sometimes that he was totally sure. And then the next time he would say, I'm not sure. And so, um, you know, I, it kept I, you on a string. Yes. And I, yeah. I, I think, um, looking back now, I think that he was confused also. Um, and that confused me, right. you know, so. Right. Right. And I, I feel that in that, when you're in that situation, if they're not a hundred percent sure any little thing that they give you is a hope. We will settle for crumbs of kind of maybe, I don't know, just anything that looks like a little bit of weakness or hesitation on their part. And we hold on to that as yes. hope and just yes. like, okay, any work, any little bit of work we might've done to deal with the situation is gone because we're like, wait, wait, he's changing his mind. This is, I don't, this isn't going to happen. I'm okay. Yes. Yes. Hold yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, he told me, wow, you're being so nice about all this. You're so nice. You're such a nice person. You're such a great person. You're good for somebody, but not for me. Uh, Yikes. So, <laughs> it, yeah. So um, I think we both were totally confused. Right. Okay. Well, tell me then, um, did you feel like you had any sort of 
self-esteem issues? Do, uh, did you feel like you had uh, any self-worth issues? Do you feel like you may have lost yourself in the relationship? Uh, do you uh, now, I guess, looking back or maybe at that time, because I think that even though you could fight for saving the marriage, it doesn't always have to mean that you don't have any self-esteem. It just means that you you, you can't accept that it's over. So some some women aren't having such a hard time with the self-esteem and self-worth as others. And I just wonder where you think you fall on that. So, yeah, I was so confused that there were times, you know, I would go back and forth about that. Um, Was it, you know, was it me? Was it him? What did I do? Was I not smart enough, pretty enough, good enough, nice enough, all those things. Um, Yeah, so there was a little bit of that. Um, although I do think in my marriage, oh, uh, like I, I had a job that I loved. Um, uh, my husband, you know, he, he traveled for work sometimes. And so I was able to be independent Okay. in, you know, so I, I, I didn't totally depend on him for everything. Um, but I, you had your own money. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I was able to uh, support yourself. Live without him, right. you know. So that's very helpful. I, yes. So um, that yeah, Whew, that helped. Um, I will say um, I did start to uh, kind of get some help, and I I didn't I didn't think I could afford you know therapy, but okay. I started to meet in a support group. Okay. And. I had some real, um, I at first had some real issues with that. Um, I really didn't want to go, to be honest, it took me a while, but, um, once I did go, I walked in the room and I saw all these people. I saw men, women, I saw women who were younger than me, prettier than me, smarter than me, uh, kinder than me, more motherly than me, older than me, just better, you know, better than me in all these different ways. And that helped me to see, I, I, I was, you know, I was looking at them going, who would divorce them? Right. I admit that was my first thought. Now I realize there are lots of different reasons why people get divorced. It's just, my first thought was if somebody is divorcing that person, I felt a little better about sure. him leaving me. Right, right. So exactly. uh, that helped me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I'm not alone in this. And, you know, it's not really, it's not about looks. It's about things. Right. You know, it, for different people, it's about different things. Because exactly. I mean, we see supermodels being cheated on. We see supermodels being yes. divorced. It, there's a whole nother thing going on here. Right. So, yeah, that, that does make, that makes sense. So tell me about... Chapter three, when you realize, uh, no, chapter four, when you realize it's over, like that you finally come to a part of accepting that it is over. Uh, what, how did that come about? Um, that came about very slowly (laughs) for most of us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think it was sort of in two stages. Um, so at first he, he was confused and he was confusing me. It was, 
sometimes he didn't want to see me. Then it was, I would really like to see you. I miss you. Things like that. And that was pretty confusing. And then he got to a point where I think it was clear for him. And so he just, you know, he, he basically said, I want you to sign the separation agreement. And I know that that's not uh, legally binding. That does not mean that, that a person is divorced at that point. But I knew in his mind, because of the way we had talked, that was it. And so I said to him, I said, you know, this is a huge step towards divorce. I texted that to him. Right. And he basically responded with something like, I I know, and I need you to sign this. And um, that was was really hard. Right. I couldn't do it. I tried to practice. I like put a pen in my hand and held the paper and I didn't open the pen, you know, because I wasn't in front of a notary. I was just practicing and I couldn't do it without crying. Um, and so uh, I don't normally recommend this to other people, but I put on, uh, on the way to the notary, I put on the angriest music I could find. <laughs> right. It would get me in the mood to sign it and screamed it all the way there, basically, um, just to get me to sign it because I knew I needed to sign it. Right. And um, so I signed it in front of the notary. And luckily she was a friend and she, you know, she kind of knew what was going on. And she just, I remember I walked into her office, I walked straight in. I couldn't talk to anybody else. I, you know, just was polite as I could be, but just, I couldn't say a word, just sat down and she's like, are you ready? And I just signed it and left. Um, and, you know, and she notarized it, obviously. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, so, uh, so there was that. And also, uh, this support group that I was a part of, um, I think I I went there that night, and we were talking about a session. Uh, the session we were on uh, actually had to do with um, uh, this this meeting. We meet at a church, and it had to do with uh, God's ideas of marriage and divorce. And I realized okay. not everyone listening is a Christian, um, but for me that that was helpful. Um, okay, and it mentioned. Um, in scripture that it says basically that um, if someone, if, if a believer has been um, either, uh, if there's been adultery or if a believer has been abandoned, you need to let that person go. Right. And that was what you needed to hear at that moment. That's what I needed to hear at that moment. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, uh, yes, it was very hard. Uh, The fact that it even is in Scripture, that does not make it any easier to do it. Of course. But um, that helped. Right. Right. It was just something that you needed to hear at that moment, at that time, to put all the pieces together for you, basically. 
to agree that that it was over. That's tough. There's always some, you know, aha type moments that kind of help, you know, help you get through it in that mm-hmm. sort of way, at least give you the strength that you need. So Yes. Yes. Um it's the timing. So that's good that 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 helped you. And so how long after you signed the papers and everything did you officially get divorced? So um it was maybe six months. Um, the okay. state that I live in, uh, by the time, w- once you uh, separate by, uh, you know, someone leaving the home, okay. from then one year later is when the divorce is official. So um, in that state, they give you a year to work through the separation, possibly reconcile the marriage if it's at all possible. Um, before you can file for divorce. And he okay. did it exactly a year later. Did you feel like you needed closure? Did you feel like you understood why? Is there something that you learned later? Or was it really that just, he just wasn't into it anymore? Was it really that simple? Sometimes it is, but was it really that, that was it? Um, I, I've learned that there are, there are some questions that um, I'm that you're glad you ask and you get an answer to. And there's some questions that you, once you ask them, I've realized I didn't actually really want an answer that sometimes the answers actually are more damaging than not having the answer. Um, and I mean, in, in this case, he just, he just kind of walked away. I'm not sure now, I'm not sure that he totally had the answers. So, and you know, that's, that's, that's okay. The, the, you don't actually need for yes. them to explain it to you. You know, you need to find the answer that it's okay, regardless of whatever the reason was in yourself, basically, to, to, to right. move through. So, Okay, and now you are in uh, Chapter 5, which is Divorced and Beyond. You're beyond it all, which is... I am beyond, you know, yes. And, and, and how do you feel now about the relationship? It happened, it was a thing. Do you feel grateful that he did it? You know, some, depending on... You, were, you're in a, you have a different uh, perspective mm-hmm. than I did. I knew subconsciously my relationship was not good for me, but I wasn't going to leave it. So I knew okay. that he did me the favor, but you were, you were okay in your relationship. How do you feel now? So I'm grateful for the marriage. I'm grateful for, and I learned a lot of good things about myself. I learned a lot of good things about um, what I can expect in a man from him. That he had a lot okay. of, he has a lot of really good qualities and those didn't change, you know, in this situation. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm grateful that it happened. Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, I know that I've, I've learned a lot about um, healing and about my relationship with God and about, I, I've developed friendships with people who I was, you know, surface level friends with them before. But then when this really 
tough thing happened in my life, there were some people that really dug in as friends and became really good friends. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Right. So, uh, I'm grateful for a lot of things that I learned. Yes. Right. I think probably maybe the better word in this scenario is you're at peace with it yes. more than yes. you're grateful or anything else. You're at peace with how everything has turned out. Yes. And I, I learned to forgive him. I learned to, uh, to look at the relationship and, um, sort of, uh, I'm guessing that everybody kind of performs an autopsy of the relationship and I've learned to kind of sort out that there are some things that are my fault, my responsibility. I mean, I'm human. I did do some things to cause this. Nobody's perfect. Exactly. Nobody's perfect. Um, but at the same time, I can't take the blame for absolutely everything. And so finding that balance is hard. Um, But it's important because that's where the healing starts when you start to see, okay, what is not my fault? You know, what, what can, what weight can I take off my shoulders? And then, but what things do I need to do differently? What do I need to, as I look at relationships like friendships, uh, other men in the future, whatever, what do I need to look for that's different than what I looked for? Why did I look for the things that I did look for? How do I need to be different? You know, um, that's all part of the healing process too. It's important, but you can't beat yourself up and, uh, be merciless on yourself over the situation either. That doesn't do anybody any good. Right. That's very true. Now, do you speak to him at all? Do you see each other at all anymore? Uh, no. Um, we, especially because we don't have children. Right. Um, I honestly, my heart goes out to people who have to share custody. Um, I am, I'm amazed at the people I, I, I know who are divorced and who share custody and, um, they're, they're so, they're so strong. Um, they're so civil with each other. They're able to at least just treat it like, even if it's just like a business transaction where they're just being civil saying, this is what time, this is what place, here, right. see you then. Here are the kids, you know, bring that sort of thing. Um, that's that's amazing to me. That's right, yeah. I mean, it's imagine having to have divorced someone and still have them in your life every other weekend, one night a week for another 10 years, basically, and having to discuss, you know, right. You, not being able to make decisions yourself and have full control of everything because you have this other person that you have to bounce stuff off you that isn't even your partner anymore and that possibly left you in a very painful way. So it's, yes. uh, it's, it's definitely something you were able to luckily avoid, which, yes. may, you know, so that's good. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me, you, uh, because of your divorce, because of your separation, it brought you into... Um, that group that you mentioned earlier, and now you work, is that 
you work there or is it something that you volunteered? Tell me what you do, how you are involved there now. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm a, I, I volunteer. It's a ministry um, through my church now. Um, okay. And I, I facilitate the group. Um, and it's, uh, can I name it? Yeah, is tell that, me all about it. Absolutely. If you, sure. sure. If you feel comfortable, absolutely. Sure. Uh, so it's called Divorce Care. Um, it's open to anyone, uh, whether you uh, belong to any type of church at all or, or what your religious background is. Uh, it's open to absolutely everyone. Um, uh, they meet in churches all over the United States, and uh, they're actually meeting all over the world now in different countries and Africa and different places. Um, it's, it's through um, a group of counselors so, you know, they've, they've had experience with family counseling, with divorce counseling, there are pastors involved, people who have some hard-won wisdom over years of experience. And what they've done is created this uh, series to kind of help people walk through divorce. It's a, it's a video series, and then, you know, you meet as a group um, confidentially, um, and then, so what I do is I facilitate the group, you know, we, we watch these videos, we talk, um, and, you know, we just kind of give each other support through that. And, um, I, as a participant, I went through it three times because, wow. okay. because, uh, that's actually kind of the average. There's some who go through more than that, some less than that, because sometimes you need to hear things more than once. Right. And also, you know, you, for me, when I was hearing these things for the first time, I was in such shock. I was so numb. I didn't hear anything anybody said for like months. I don't know. I, you know, I could right. barely function. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I did that and, um, and then I went on to be a facilitator of that at my church. And now that's been, about three years. I started during 2020, during COVID. Wow. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> the classes filled up quick, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah. That was, yeah. Time. COVID <laughs> added to a lot of stress that people were already feeling. Yes. Um, right. But something that I've seen over these past few years, seen in, in that is, um, for one thing, I have seen... Um, situations where people were either considering separation or separated and um they there are some people who have reconciled their marriages um and there are many people who have not right but either way whether they have or haven't what's most important is that those people got healing um, because the reconciling is not, it is not just about, uh, like say in my case, me going, me saying, well, what can I do so that he wants me again? Right. Like I was thinking back when I was separated, what do I have to change? How do I have to be different? What do I have to put up with from him? Um, you know, so if, if there's someone who's listening, who's in an abusive situation, verbally, emotionally, physically, that is, I'm not saying 
that you need to go back to that and allow that continue. No, 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 no. I hope I'm clear about that. Um, What I'm saying is that we learn that there's a huge, huge difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. And I know for some people who are, who are brand new to this, the first session I walked in on when I was totally numb and totally like, I didn't know where my brains were. My brains were mashed potatoes. First session I walked in on was they were talking about forgiveness. And I was like, whoa, uh, (laughs) no, I'm in the wrong room, you know. But um, as time went on and I went back to the other sessions, what I realized is forgiveness is about, it's one-sided. It's about you only. It's you choosing to say that I, I, what this person did is painful. It was wrong. It was horrible. That's why they need to be forgiven. It's not that you forget that, that they did it. It's that you say, you know what? You did this, but I cannot let it control me for the rest of my life. I cannot let it uh, hang over your head for the rest of your life. It does nobody any good. I'm releasing you from that thing. Okay. There's a huge difference between that and what reconciliation is. In my case, uh, I probably will never see my ex ever again. But, and so he may never know that I have forgiven him. And in some situations, it's not safe or wise for you to tell the person that you forgive them. Sometimes you say, I forgive you. And the person says, what are you forgiving me for? And then you have a whole nother thing to forgive. (laughs) Uh, That, that happened to me once. And, um, oh, that, that, yeah, that hurts so much. But reconciliation is that both of you are 100% aware that you have done something wrong that you need to change and that the relationship is worth saving and you both want to save it. It is not the guy who says, well, I know I shouldn't have hit you, but you just made me so mad. Right, right. Or, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, You know, I just have this issue with anger. I don't know what to do about it. No, 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 no. I've lived through that too uh, um, in, uh, in other situations. Right. Right. Um, so uh, there is a scripture that says that um, basically, I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't want to misquote it. God comforts us in our sorrows and in our struggles. And that part of the reason why that happens is so that we can be a comfort and struggle or be a comfort and a blessing to other people in their struggles. Um, I wouldn't be able to uh, sit with other people who are going through separation and divorce if I couldn't say to them, I've been there. Right. I I know what that's like because of the experience that I have. I can sit with people and, and share in their 
experience and in their pain and share that there is hope. Well, I think that's amazing. I think it's beautiful that you were able to turn this really painful chapter in your life into something that now um, helps other people, not women, men, other people that are also struggling. And then it gives you a sense of, you know, hope, happiness, pride even, right? Because it allows you to say, I I can share my experience. I can help other people. If they're stuck somewhere, I know I've been there. I can speak from experience and, and they can see just seeing me and seeing where I am, seeing that I'm smiling, that I'm not crying (laughs) in a corner somewhere, that, that this is possible. And I, I think, um, I think that's amazing and I think that's commendable. That's kind of why I, I started the podcast was to share, you know, when, when, when the podcast first started, it was me sharing my journal entries because when I got separated, I started writing journals um, and I was upset, crying, pity parties, all of these things that you feel in the beginning. And I, I really enjoy the perspective of reading them and remembering how horrible I felt, but having the perspective of years and saying, okay, yes, this is real, this moment, these feelings are real, but here I am being able to look back and having a window into it and saying, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't like, yes. oh my God, I'm useless. I'm done. I'm not going to be able to do anything. I, I can. So when women are like hearing the the journal entry and saying, that's where I am right now. Oh my God. How, and then they can hear me be like, you know, I survived it. I surpassed it. I thrived after it. It's possible. It's scary as hell. It's absolutely <laughs> scary. Yes. But it's doable. So that that's yes. my hope and my goal, you know. Um, there's an analogy that uh, has meant a lot to me um, over the years. So um, if a marathon runner has open heart surgery, a marathon runner is probably not going to wake up from open heart surgery and go, okay, I got to get up off this table and I got to run another marathon tomorrow. Right. Right. Part of the reason is because the, as they wake up, I think this is now that that's kind of where the analogy stopped, but right. <laughs> I'm reading into it now and I'm thinking, well, first of all, you wake up and you see your wounds. You physically see what hurts and, and what's healing. And as you're experiencing that, you're having a little mercy on your body. You're going, oh, my body has been through this horrible experience. Also, other people can see it. You know, if you break your arm, people can see your cast. They're going to protect your arm. They're going to, they're not going to slam into you when they walk by. Right. Right. Um, but when you're wounded emotionally, you've had open heart surgery done. You've had your heart ripped out, splayed out on the table, whether it was like in my case where it was, you know, out of nowhere or whether it was after years of abuse or whatever the situation was, your heart is out on that table. But you don't see it. You don't physically see it. 
and neither does anybody else. So what I've seen is a lot of people expect that they they have this horrible experience happen to them or even different types of grief too. And they expect they're going to get up the next morning, feed all the kids breakfast, get to work, be at their, the top of their game, move forward. Everything's fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because you don't physically see your wounds and you also, you also don't see what's healing. You don't see what's working well and what's, you know, it's getting closer to being mended. Right. So I, I, I want to tell people, be merciful to yourself. Now, at the same time, that, that runner on that table, they are going to have physical therapy. They are going to have somebody who comes in and says, you can't just be a couch potato for the rest of your life. You have to trust me that I know how to help you move your arms, move your legs, do what you need to do. You, there are things you need to do to move forward in your healing. But have some mercy on yourself. Right. Rest, eat well, do all those things that you think are no big deal, but they are the biggest deal in the whole world, like sleeping, eating, um, that stuff makes a world of difference and reach out to someone, to a therapist, reach out to somebody who's been through it, um, and get help. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I absolutely, Jane, I thank you so much for being uh, willing to share your story, to share your journey and to share how, um, you manifested it into helping others. I think that's absolutely, um, a great way to be in the new chapters of your life. Yes. I think that's a great way to end the close that one and, and start a new one. So I commend you. And, um, I'm sure that, um, there are many people that are being blessed by your, op the opportunity to have you also share with them. So thank you so much. And I appreciate you, um, taking the time to join me. Thank you. Was there any ending thoughts that you wanted to share? Well, I just I just want to thank you for allowing me to come on here. Um, I thank you for the work that you're doing through this podcast. And um, I know it's a labor of love and um, for being willing to share your journals and, and open up your heart to people and be that vulnerable. And um, so I thank you for that. And, and I'm just uh, um, I'm just grateful for the work that you're doing and the difference that it makes in people's lives. Thank you so much and um, keep moving forward. We are the vision that we hope that others yes. can see themselves when they need to move forward. Yes. So thank you again. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. A special thanks to Jane for sharing with us. If you'd like to share your own chapter checkup, story, please reach out to me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And don't forget to download your copy of the chapter checklist. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to catching you on the next one.